It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? It's Morgan number two. That's me, and I'm hosting this whole show. I'm giving you a countdown of the best things that happened on our show this week. Obviously, all of the shows were great, but there's seven things that stood out among all of them, and that's what I'm counting down with y'all so you can make sure you don't miss anything. So this week, we brought back the drafts. It's one of our listeners' arguably favorite segments. Everybody loves to hear us draft different people. And this week, we drafted the best-looking celebrities over the age of 50. Number seven. Lunchbox has the first pick. I am not in this draft because I finished last in the last draft. So let's go. Lunchbox. Best-looking celebrities over 50. Who's your first pick? Oh, when you said it, I mean, the first one that popped in my head, absolute smoke show, gorgeous inside and out. What? Give me Jennifer Lopez. Okay. Woo! Okay. Man, she looks great. Interesting. That's where he went with it. I had her on my list. Yeah, but I think I, 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 think I would go, well... Our listeners are 60-40 female. I would have picked a dude. Mmm, interesting. I don't give people strategies. Oh, no, I just, I just, you're a smart I, game player. Maybe. I, mean, I just was hoping J-Lo, if she was the hottest one I thought pick. of. Look, let's be real. Pick. Lunchbox would have never picked a dude. That's true, too. Never. Do you have any dudes on your list? Uh, my wife added some dudes nice. to my list. See? That's good. Yes. Eddie. My wife. Okay, Amy's going to hate me for this one, but my first pick is the king of country music, George Strait. Come on! That's a good pick. George Strait. Amy, it's a draft. Sorry. That works. It's fine. Do we know how old George Strait is? Yeah. Over 50. 67 or 68. Figure out how old your person is when you you announce it. (laughs) Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, J-Lo's 51. George Strait's 68. All right. Thank you, Mike. Morgan. Well, this is easy because he doesn't look 50 at all. He's 53 years old. It's Keith Urban. Yeah, solid. Dang, my list is going. Solid list. I'm telling you. Raymundo, best looking celebrity over 50. At 59 years old, you guys have no clue how attractive this guy is to females. It is George Clooney. I think I have a clothing. Yeah, he's right? on Horse. my list. Good looking dude. Amy, you got the final pick of this uh, this round. All right, I go Brad Pitt, 56. Oh, Brad Pitt. Okay. Number 56, Brad Pitt. He's still oddly ripped up, too. Maybe a picture of him like, in his front yard with no shirt on. Mm-hmm. He's got 56 abs. Mm-hmm. Amy, you got the first pick in the second round. Yeah, so to pair nicely with Brad, I'm going to go Jennifer Aniston, 51. Oh, my gosh. Oh, she made a couple there, too. Get it? Oh, yeah. They should be together. To pair nicely like it's wine and fish. Raymundo. At 53 years old, a country singer, we all know him as Tim McGraw. Take Jimmy Johnson. Take Tommy Thompson. Good looking guy. Take my best friend, Bo. Morgan. I'm going to add a female to my list, and it's Dolly Parton. Got it. Dolly's how old? 74. Eddie? Okay, here we go. I, too, have a country artist. Redhead. Beautiful in my eyes. That's Reba McIntyre. And she is 65 years old. Lunchbox, you have Jennifer Lopez. Who are you adding? Man, I'm going to tell you what. This is another smoking hot woman. I need to Google her age. I don't even know how old she is. But her name is one Miss Sandra Bullock. 
Oh, yeah. It's a pretty good one. Every time you see her, you're like, man, that girl's like 25. Really? Is she 50, Mike? Oh, yeah. She's like 54. She's 56. Yeah. Wow. See, yeah, that's a shocker, huh? <laughs> Why are you selling it? <laughs> Woo, so right. hot. You guys get one more. Now we go the reverse order. Lunchbox, your final pick in the best-looking celebs over 50 draft. Man, this is a tough one. I was thinking Eddie's mom. Wow. <laughs> Please. I mean, she is beautiful. Please. I mean, pick I mean she mom. is a good-looking chick. You know her age? Chick. Oh, is she over 50? Easy. No, I don't know. Yeah, she's age. over 50. Please Eddie's like pick Eddie's 50. mom. Ah. <laughs> uh, Man, I gotta. Mm. If you pick Eddie's mom, <laughs> do it. Just see do what it. happens. No, I, I can't pick Eddie's mom because not enough people know what she looks like, so I can't pick her. Uh, my wife, she had him high on his list. Our list. My and wife. Finger quotes. Okay. No, no. She's when I said it, she said this dude right off, and that is Mr. John Stamos. Yeah, he's a good. Oh. One. <laughs> Did you have him queued up? Yes. Yeah. Eddie? That was my next. All right, since Lunchbox didn't do it, I'm going Lunchbox's mom. Hatbox. How old is she? <laughs> Stop, y'all. How old is she? 49. No, she's not. <laughs> All right, listen. We're not picking anybody's Come on, moms. Because this is going to be a fight. No, no, it's okay. He no, we're not he, picking anybody's moms. Congratulations. She's 65. No moms are involved okay, in this. Okay, fine. All right. No moms. Give me Nicole Kidman. Okay. That's just for you. You guys going at each other's moms is the weirdest thing. <laughs> I really thought he was going to go my mom, so but whatever. Morgan. Well, not going to anybody's mom. I'm going with Kenny Chesney at 52 years old. Okay. Raymundo. Trying to get this age down. I believe he's 55. He's definitely over 50. It is Chip Eston. Oh, yeah. From Nashville. He's a good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Amy? I'm going to go Dr. McDreamy, Patrick Dempsey at 54 years old. Okay. There you have it. They all have their teams. Go to bobbybones.com and vote. All solid teams. And no moms. Bones, anyone that you would like to add to that list? Well, I made a list because I forgot I was eliminated from the draft. And then I was <laughs> so disappointed. Um, I have my girl got her. Reba got her dolly. Cheryl Crow. Oh, good oh, one. That was another one. I have Rob Lowe. Had oh, that. man. That, that, that was who I was deciding between Rob Lowe and Stamos. Keanu Reeves, 56. Mm-hmm. Lenny Kravitz, 56. Oh, Faith wow. Hill, 53. Hugh Jackman, 52. Daniel Craig, Demi Moore, Paul Rudd. Holly Bear. The rest of my list that didn't get picked. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. It's always a good time when we have country artists in the studio. And this week for our Friday morning conversation, Old Dominion came in. And we all know Bobby loves them. We all love them. They brought everybody in. That entire band came in to play a live set for us. And they played a medley of their songs. It was fantastic. Number six, the Friday morning conversation with Old Dominion. How are you guys? Good. Good. Yeah, good to see you guys. Uh, have you guys played much at all in the past six months? No. Yes, golf, yes. Yeah. Oh, golf. <laughs> <laughs> really. Well, let me first say to uh, anyone listening, especially if you're a new listener, uh, Old Dominion is my uh, favorite band and quite possibly one and one A favorite country music artist, period. So I've uh-huh. said it before. Just, I want to be consistent with it so you don't think I'm buttering you up only one time. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, I mean, you can, that can change. It's okay. And it has. You know, You've yeah. fallen to two before, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, you back up. I was uh, reading some stuff about you guys back when you first started. Tell me tell me how you feel about this description of Old Dominion. I always feel like descriptions written by PR people are so funny. I can't wait. As a band, Old Dominion were much softer and sweeter than the party-hardy legends of bro country. 
-hmm. straddling the line between contemporary pop and classic soft rock. Wow, that's that's okay. pretty accurate. Was that like uh, at first when he said softer and sweeter, I thought meant, he meant like as people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which well, is true. true. That yeah. translates through the music. I'd yeah. say. I think that's I think true. I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. Whenever that's better than we used to. Ha we had this bio written by us by somebody, and um, we we spent like hours uh, interviewing him or he was interviewing us and he wrote this bio and it said something that like we had more hits this side of a tuna boat more hooks more, more, more hooks, hooks this oh. side of yeah, a tuna more boat. hooks this side of a tuna boat so that's better than that yeah i don't know that it is i'll be honest with you <laughs> well, i don't know that do you it think is. it kind of makes us out like a bunch of wussies yeah <laughs> we should find that bio and go back to it first time that we, we met you guys this is eight number ones ago uh, you guys came in and you did break up with them and you were brand new to the scene. Uh, in your set list, though, when you play that, do you? I'm assuming you still play it at yeah, shows. Of break up with oh, yeah, of Where do you put your first your first hit in the set list? At the first at the first song. <laughs> you do. Yeah. So here we go. Do you yeah. guys it all chronological? We're gonna do eight number ones in a row and then a bunch of album tracks you may not have heard. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. <laughs> no, we got. Then everyone would just leave. So okay. no, we. <laughs> uh, snapback. That to me, that was the big one for you guys. Whenever you, yeah. it was like, all right, they're not a one hit wonder. They're here to stay. Whenever snapback hits. When it's put as a single, like who? What was that conversation like as a group? I think that one was pretty much. I think we were pretty united on that one, yeah. if, I, if I remember correctly. That was that just felt like a hit, you know, just big up tempo song, easy to sing along to. Are you saying that you guys haven't always? What I took from that is when you go, yeah, we were oddly all together on yeah. that one. Are you saying? That? I think we kind of normally are actually. We yeah. normally yeah. are. Yeah, there's usually there's there's a lot of discourse. You know, just we we like to talk it all out. So there's always. You know, you're trying to find every angle to make sure you got it all covered. But then ultimately, we land on the same place usually. You play us a little snapback? You mind? Sure. All right, Old Dominion's here. Just give me a, like a verse and a chorus of snapback. Ready? Yeah. Just right into it. Yeah. Strictly out of curiosity. What would happen if you got with me? Kissing you would hit the spot with me. Come on, skip a couple rocks with me. Give me anything in your heart tonight. Ain't a reason that we need to be apart tonight. Girl, it's hard to find. No stars need to be wished on. Your skin needs to be kissed on. My eyes, baby, they're fixed on you. Give me snapback. T-shirt in your favorite rock band. Checking your makeup in my Ray-Ban. Breaking hearts like only you can. Give me snapback. Whoa, oh, oh. Whoa, oh, oh. Whoa, oh, oh. In your snapback. Nice. Oh. Yeah. They did the old pull like the tablecloth out from another I don't know dishes. what happened, but like everything is just, just disaster. <laughs> your sound. I was too. I was like, whoa. Uh, you put out your first EP six years or so ago. You know, I'm always uh, fascinated with, with fan bases and how they grow. But also, I got to imagine that when you first put this out, you still remember some of those folks that maybe you haven't even met in person, but you still remember some of them that were tweeting you that are massive fans that still are today. Yeah. Man, there's. We, we know a lot of them. They come, we have like a pretty great dedicated fan base. And it feels actually weird when we were touring heavily, you know, it would, it would be really strange for you to have a show without them there because they become this like cast of characters that follow you around. And then when one of them, when they're not there, you're like, man, do we suck this now? Is yeah. That's why I feel like, am I not good now? But then it's How great. She didn't make it to Northern Oregon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it's great because there's sometimes you'll you'll be like halfway through and then you'll notice them and you'll be like, oh, yeah. There you are. <laughs> I sometimes people say, How do I get in to know 
a famous band or an artist, I'm like, well, what you do is you become a fan way early. Yeah. Because yeah. when they don't have a lot of folks that are supporting them and you are, you're remembered easily. Oh, absolutely. Like I remember people that were starting to listen to the radio show when I was 22 years old and are still there. And like, I know exactly where they live. I know when I go to somewhere and I mean, it's a really cool thing. And so, but I'm always curious about fan bases and you guys do remember those folks, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. We don't, we don't always remember their names. But we remember their faces for sure. <laughs> we we had a, a game one time they came through meet and greet with a game and and oh, they yeah. had us like pictures of them all and they had us try to fill in their names. <laughs> oh no. It was a cruel, cruel, it was cruel. joke. <laughs> and we got we got about sixty, seventy percent yeah, yeah. of them right. And then we filled in the rest with like Huey Louie Huey, and Dewey and Louie mm-hmm. and and, the, and now their Twitter names are Huey Dewey and Louie. <laughs> That's a mean game. Once we won't say who. We had an artist in, and he was like, man, I love you guys. And I, being the wise guy that I am, was like, okay, what are all our names? <laughs> you are well, a bad man. He, but this cold. artist, though, was... Did he deserve it? Over the top, was over the top about it a little bit. Okay. He was like, I'm just big fans of all of you. And, and I thought he'd be able to... And then he got some... He left. He walked out, didn't oh, finish man. it. And I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> but that's a mean game. And I learned... Ne- there are two things I learned. Never challenge anyone on names... And two, um, and you guys may have done this before, someone will go, hey, we're going to do a gender reveal. I was doing a show once. Oh, man. And I was like, okay. And so they're like, after the show, you know, I didn't want to do it on stage, but I was like, after the show, I'd be happy to do it. So they come back to the back, and they're recording it. And in an envelope, there's going to be a guy or a girl, a boy or a girl, a guy, a guy, baby, a boy or a girl. It's a guy. Congratulations. His name is Phil. What's up, mom? It was a a boy. And what I should have done is just said, I opened it and did it. But instead I said to her, hey, what do you want? Oh, Oh, I know. And she goes, I want a girl. Then I opened it and it was a boy. And I was just like. Well, it's, well a it's a boy. I'm, it's a guy. A, yeah. We did a proposal one time that did not go well. Wow. Like we've oh, resisted and resisted and resisted and resisted doing that. Like for that reason. Yeah. But man, it really like he in front of everyone. He I worked this whole thing out with him. I was like, all right, dude, like I'm going to throw it to you around this time. And it was probably it was like a little VIP thing. So it was probably like 200 people or so. And it didn't go well, man. She, he. He hit his knees and asked her, and she just sat. She just sat there. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, I, I was watching. I'm like, I can't really see. I'm like, well, what did she say? And Matt's looking at me like, he hasn't answered yet, dude. I'm like, oh, okay. So never again. Never Never again. (laughs) What's the love song that you guys get the most when they're like, hey, I want to play this for my girl because it means the most to her or to us? It's definitely one man band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely the one that people. I mean. People want us to come play at their weddings all the time for that, and they. By the way, I got a wedding coming up. How much? <laughs> How much for for you for individually and then together? Because I have to cut a oh, couple. Of you probably. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's like didn't like Huey Lewis do that? Like you could book him for, as Huey Lewis, and you could book him for Huey Lewis and the news. You could buy the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for this price, that's my favorite song. I mean, ho- um, one man band because I I felt like there's only been a few songs in my life where I felt like that voice was speaking for me. That's when you know a songwriter has dialed into who you are. John Mayer does it for me. You guys do it for me some. Um, And and that was one where I was like, man, like I feel the one man band, like I felt I wanted that. Well, thank you. So, yeah, same on that one. And the other one is probably uh, Nowhere Fast. Like, that is, it's, that's, 
possibly 1A in my favorite songs that you guys do. You guys mind playing that one? Sure. Sure, let's try and let's remember, try. remember that He's one. like, all right, let's see if we know this one still. <laughs> Just do it from the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. about you guys i remember amy coming in and you guys had maybe just put out of the single and she was like this hotel key song is my favorite song and i was like yeah, it's okay <laughs> i was like i was like you know I've, I've heard better from them but i'm gonna tell you I, she nailed it it became like i that's one of those songs from that time from that year i was like i know exactly where i was oh cool and that's kind of what you want is when you create anything like make, make people remember where they were when that came out yeah sure. it's funny like when that one when we picked that song as a single it, we that's one that we weren't all sure about for sure that was like one that had a lot of conversation and and we finally were like the label came to us and was like we really think it should be hotel key and we were like really that one <laughs> and ultimately they were right cuz now when we launch into that song live it's a it's a mood changer. It changes the whole room. So I was like, "You really that one?" But then I was yeah. wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Amy, why'd you love that song so much? I just the first time I heard it, I remember where I was exactly. It was around summer two thousand eighteen. The Hilton Garden Inn. No, I wasn't. No, but I I was in Austin. I will shout out Case One Hundred One because I hadn't heard it anywhere else yet. So I was in Austin. I mean, obviously we hear a lot of songs. And I'm driving in my car, and I'm like, what is this song? And I turn it up, and Austin was ahead and playing it. And so then I started hearing it more and more because I was there for a few weeks. And then I came back in here, and we were I don't know if we were playing it here yet or what happened. And I was like, the song has the jam. And Bobby was like, eh. (laughs) Okay, um, we can move off tonight. I wasn't convinced, okay? Then, yeah. And so I think a lot of people, yeah, we just, they probably felt just like I did. Something about it right when you turn it on, it just hooks you. It is a great concept, too, right? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. But also, there's, it's not, you receive the title, you know, it doesn't make sense until you hear the song. Right, right. And I always like that about a song. Yeah. Um, Matt still has one now, Everywhere But On. And you're like, what the crap does that mean? But right. then you hear the song, and it's like, I've moved everywhere but on. And you're like, oh, that's that. – but Hotel Key was like that for me, too. Yeah, that's what you think. Like, that looks good on the back of the of the CD. I don't know if anyone has those anymore. No. <laughs> like, Hotel Key. Yeah, when you look at the title. Eh? Yeah. The CD, you say, son of boy? <laughs> well, back in my day, you guys <laughs> used to slide it in right in the middle of the car, right in the front of the dashboard where the USB is now. <laughs> Let's hear Some little, of them had six. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear a little bit of Hotel Key, if you guys don't mind. Sure. 
was down some street we couldn't even pronounce. We were stuck in the middle of an area. Tequila was cheap, but the flow we were feeling was real. Neither one of us looking for three little words. Unless those three words would do not disturb. Check out was supposed to be noon, but we slept until three. She kept the hotel key. Slipped it in a purse, I guess. It makes her think of me. And that night we left our hearts on the sleeves and the clothes on the floor. But no, we can't open the door no more. She kept the hotel key. Dominion. You guys end song so quickly, we're all scared. We're like, what the crap? <laughs> <laughs> like, over. Jolt us into uh, applause. Uh, Old Dominion's here. What I want to do next, though, is I want you guys to play your new single, if you're cool with that. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we can always, we're going to play it on the radio a thousand times, but how often do we get to have you guys in studio playing the hits? Well, now, you know, we live here, and um, we're not on tour, so we'll True. be back we're tomorrow. Every day. Old Dominion. <laughs> you guys are nominated for a CMA Album of the Year. Uh, I did vote for it, by the way. Thank you very much. Yeah, they always you. tell us not to reveal our votes, but every time an artist comes in, I lie and say I voted for theirs. But you guys, I really did vote for. You guys, I really. What I, are we supposed to believe? Well, I know. <laughs> I just want to be transparent with you. I tell everybody that, but you guys, I did. Okay? <laughs> you guys, I did. Also, uh, vocal group of the year, which you've won the past two years. Uh, but most importantly, and I don't want this to be lost because I, I think this is amazing. You guys are nominated for a Waffle House Toonie Award. Yes, which, we are nominated for a. Wa- I mean, that's like the one. Like the kids were like, no way. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a big one. Which of your songs do you think is most popular with the 2 a.m. Waffle House crowd? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Man. Um, it's got to be the Meow Mix, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, would say, I would say it's probably Snapback. If yeah, I had to think good. it was. Yeah, when yeah. I'm in Waffle House, I, listen, I used to study every night at Waffle House. I would drive an hour to work, drive an hour back, study for a couple hours. And I'd play that dang jukebox. Nice. And it was ACDC. You know, you play a little Metallica. I didn't like the hard stuff. I like Inner Sandman, though, on the <laughs> jukebox. I probably play Snapback. Who was your favorite band 20 years ago? Favorite artist 20 years ago? What year was that 20, 20 years ago? 2000. 2000. 2000. 2000. Man. I'm going to probably say, like, the Black Crows or something. We had them playing here. Did you? Like, wow. four or five months ago. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Well, I guess it was right pre-corona, huh? Yeah, it was. Right pre-corona, they came in. Amazing so for us. And they did, like, a, a they did a version of what they did. Um, she Talks to Angels? It's, like, 13 minutes long. Oh. <laughs> well, we were like, we like, like it. <laughs> you like it, then you didn't like it, then you liked it. But then we're like, actually, I'd have to come in in the middle of it. All right, right now you listen to the Bobby Bone Show. All right, let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what about you, Matt? I'm gonna, I mean, I was probably into um, a big, I think I was like listening to a lot of Counting Crows right now. There's two crows. Nice. Two wow. crow bands. My favorite band. Oh. Yeah, Counting Crows is my favorite band. Yeah, I was probably listening to a lot of them. That's a good one. Trev- I don't know. Probably Weezer, I guess. I can't place dang, 2000 dang, in my mind. That's it's a weird a- time to place. <laughs> like, I got the 90s on lock and I got now. The yeah. rest of it's kind of a blur. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the new single. Let's play this. It's uh, called Never Be Sorry. I know it. The music video just came out, right? Am I crazy yeah. or did it? Yeah, right. It just came like out a week or two ago. How'd you guys shoot ago? the video? Was it super like small crew? Yeah, it was pretty small crew, and of course everyone got tested and um, you know kept our distance. And our director Mason, he did such a great job of like planning the whole thing out. So we were there for minimal time. Yeah, he just it, the whole thing was done in like four shots. He would just be like, "Okay, come in." We'd run through it. Cause you're on again. I'm going from my memory here. You're on like a soundstage in the in. 
yeah. the bottom is even a screen. Am yeah. I right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm too big of a fan. I'm be honest with you. It's a little <laughs> creepy. <laughs> it's like, and you lean to the left, and you, right? You're either a fan or sweet. you're really good at your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not that one. It's not that one. All right, let's do. This is Old Dominion. Let's uh, let's do Never Be Sorry. Hmm. Though. The other ones you're messing with. Yeah, you're that one there. <laughs> well, listen, I, fade out. We don't like any of that yeah, stuff. No. I like uh, I like when you guys come in because th- there's a lot of you. You're like country music's Wu Tang Clan to me. <laughs> <laughs> you're all individually extremely talented. You know, uh, Matt, you're definitely method. Uh, Jeff, you're Ghostface for sure. Yeah, Trevor, you're probably RZA. You know, you, you definitely are you're such a collection of, of talented guys that. You know, I'm just grateful you came together. I am. Oh, thank so, you. Thanks. So, so thank you. Um, one other request before you leave. We're doing the St. Jude Radiothon in December. I would love it if you'd come back and play us a song for the kids at the hospital. We'd love to do that. All right. So we'll leave you for now, but in a month or so, we'll see them. Here they are. Old Dominion. Yeah. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Lunchbox always tends to cause a little bit of a stir, and with Halloween, he definitely caused some more controversy. He wore a specific costume to his kids' daycare trunk-or-treat situation, and let's just say that the parents and some of the staff there were not having it, so we all debated to see if his costume really was that controversial. Number five. Lunchbox, where did you get in trouble for your costume? I my my son my oldest son, his daycare had a trunk or treat where all the families go and they have some cars lined up and you go from trunk to trunk and they hand out candy. So it's a Halloween thing, so I thought it'd be great to wear a costume. So I dressed my kid up as a skeleton and I dressed up as the shabby security guard. Like you know, you see a rent a cop at a little place. And it's really just this fat suit with a shirt that's too small and your butt cracks hanging out. And I walked around, did the trunk or treat, and one parent came up and tapped me on the shoulder and she said, excuse me, sir, um, do you really think it's appropriate to be wearing a costume where your uh, backside is hanging out and there's little kids running around? I'm looking at the costume now. I just imagine like a Paul Blart Mall cop, which Mm -hmm. we've referenced recently. (laughs) And his butt crack, like a plumber even. A real butt crack or no, a fake? No, it's fake. a big old fake butt crack okay. hanging out. Okay. Now, I think the costume is funny. I think around a bunch of kids, though, you probably could have chosen a better option. Yeah, because how old is your oldest son? Two. Right. <laughs> I'm not offended. 
I don't think it's an offensive costume, but I think that you could have probably selected a better option for that spot because there's a lot of butt hanging out. And maybe parents, and your kids may not, but there may be parents who are like, I don't want my kid to see somebody's butt crack. You see it? I see it. What do you think, Eddie? No, that's half butt for sure. Listen, I have four boys, and I'll tell you right now, if all my four boys saw that, they would think it's the funniest thing in the whole wide world, even the baby. Okay, but what about if you have little girls? Or what if you have little boys that don't think butts are funny? (laughs) Well, I can't think for them. I I think it's okay. I think it's really funny. It's not his real butt. Real butt? We'd have a problem, dude. What if it's a a fake wiener? (laughs) Well, it's not his real wiener. No, no, no. They're just little butt cheeks. I mean, hey, it's it's a rubber one. (laughs) Or boobs. Yeah. Oh, not real boobs. Guys, it's just a little butt crack. I think it's okay. Amy? No, you can't wear that to your two-year-old's <laughs> trunk-or-treating event. You can if we're having a work party here. Yeah, f- hilarious, funny, you know. Or there's lunchboxes. <laughs> that guy's crazy on the radio and in real life. Yeah, but. What do you guys uh, think? No? It's too much. Oh. For that situation, it's too much. Yeah. You can go to bobbybones.com, though. Find our Facebook page. <laughs> we'll post a picture of it on our Facebook page. And you can let us know what you think there. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. You know, working on this show, we get so much mail from advertisers, from artists, from listeners, you name it. There is a, basically we should have a room dedicated to how much mail we get. And that's really cool, but somebody has to go all through that. And that would be our producer, Hillary, who's one of them that goes through our mail. And this week... We received the hot commodity item, Luke Combs' brand new Crocs. And there was three of them. One for Bobby, one for Amy, and one for producer Hillary. And it caused quite a bit of controversy on the show. Lunchbox and Raymundo were not happy that they didn't get a pair for themselves. So I brought in Hillary to give us some more details about what went down. She got to shed a little bit of light on the situation on the show. She shared what really happened. But Hillary, I just want to know how you feel after this whole week and having to deal with this controversy. I was going to say, I came in here and I stole Lunchbox's mic so he couldn't add any commentary, but (laughs) he's so loud that you can still hear him. Um, I feel like a lot of listeners had my back on this, so I don't feel too bad about it, but I don't understand why Lunchbox and Ray felt so strongly about it and they were so upset about it. So did you have any idea that this bit was going to happen before it happened? No, I heard the tease that somebody on the show was upset with another show member and there's going to be some controversy. And I had no idea. I just sit in this room by myself, mind my own business. I had no idea I did anything that would bother somebody. So I didn't know this was happening. So when you got the Crocs that day, did they say anything to you? So I didn't even know people knew I got the Crocs. Because I opened them and I just put them by my bag. So I guess they saw them sitting there. I'm not exactly sure how that happened. So nobody said anything to me. I had no idea that it even bothered anybody. Okay, well, what about, has this ever happened before with mail? And, you know, they or we, none of us just don't know about it? Oh, yeah, I get stuff and people don't know about it. (laughs) I think my name is on a list for labels. And so they'll send me promotional type items and this was just one that everybody wanted and knew about but yeah I get some cool stuff I got one from Maddie and Tay recently it was like a Christmas ornament for their Christmas EP that just came out and nobody came in and caused a stir about wanting the Christmas ornament (laughs) so I don't know it was just the Crocs that set everybody off what do you think is the coolest gift you've got from a label and we could be causing some more controversy right now but I do want to know 
I will say one thing that I got that was really cool was a signed Sam Hunt vinyl record. But do you want to know what happened to that? What happened? It was sitting in our desk. I sit by Ray, Ray Mundo, and he gave it away on air. Okay, so Ray gave away a signed Sam Hunt record that was given to you. Yes, and I never brought that to the show. I never caused an issue about it. This is the first time I've ever brought it up. But yes, I was given a vinyl that was the Sam Hunt vinyl record, and Bobby did some giveaway, and he was like, hey, what do we have in there? And that was sitting like near my desk. And he just grabbed it and was like, oh, we have a signed Sam Hunt vinyl. Wow. And he's the one who brought this whole segment to the show in the first place. But he gave away a gift that you had gotten before. Yes, he did. Man. Never told anybody except for now. But, I mean, he threw me out there. So it's it's the return throwing under the bus that's happening right now. Yeah. (laughs) But I never went around, like, bragging about getting Crocs or getting anything. That's just not me. So it's not like I was going around telling them, like, look what I got. Look what I got. I literally just opened the package and put it by my stuff, and I didn't know people even knew about it. Well, if there's one thing that you want the listeners to know from this whole Luke Combs controversy, what would that be? By the way, Luke Combs, if you're listening to this, you're probably not. But if you are, you caused so much trouble in our studio this week. I know, he did. Um, I think that our show is kind of like family. We all get into these really dumb arguments, and I feel like that's just how family is, is We argue over stupid stuff. Like, that was very dumb, and it was very ridiculous. So I'm fine. I have no ill will towards Lunchbox or Ray. I feel like there's been a lot of comments of people saying really mean things about those two, and I have nothing against either one of them. It was just a silly, you know, bit, and we're all good. There's no bad blood between any of us. Well, there you have it. Hopefully there are no crock fights in any households across America because of this. Luke Holmes, apparently you just need to... Put out more Crocs. That's what we've learned from this. Number four. Controversy time. It has nothing to do with the election. It has to do with the mail that we get here in the studio. Raymundo brought this to my attention last night. Raymundo, go ahead. Yeah, so Luke Combs came out with these new Crocs that are really cool. And I believe it's his label sent them to our studio. And they sent three pairs. So, I mean, I'm asking the room, who did those pairs go to? Is it, does anybody, who, would, who would we think they went to? In my personal opinion, I believe there's a hierarchy. I believe the big three is Bobby, Amy, Lunchbox. Well, Eddie's in, the, in, the, in that. He is, but then at the same time, I've been here longer than Eddie. Me and Mike Deer back and forth, <laughs> who's been here the longest. So it's almost like Eddie's below me in the hierarchy. He's not, trust me. But I believe the executive producer then jumps up. Oh, so true. Scuba Steve is maybe fourth. But what's your point? My point <laughs> is this. There were three pairs of Luke Combs Crocs, and I was just, who do you guys think they should have gone to well i got one pair and they're awesome because they're not just crocs they also have lining in them one did you get a pair i did you did yeah i have a pair did you know that i did not know amy got a pair and then i also heard lunchbox complain that he didn't get a pair which is kind of shocking because he's almost a crocs guy i mean i've worn crocs for years and i i see these around the office and i see bobby got a pair and then Someone else got a pair. Oh, you're irritated about this too. And I was just like, I mean, I may have been mumbling about it as I walked around and I'm frustrated and I still can't believe that I was not offered a pair of Crocs. It's just ridiculous. It's crazy. Go ahead. They're beating around the bush. They are. There's somebody that got a pair that they don't think should have gotten a pair and they want to bring it up. So just say, say the, say what you're saying. So Hillary is more of a newbie on the show and she got a pair of Luke Combs Crocs. Did they send them directly to her? Yes. Her name was on the envelope and 
And I was almost blown away that the label sent them to her. So maybe they're confused on the hierarchy of the show. So this is almost just a PSA to everybody on Music Row. If you're sending stuff to the studio, there's the big three. There's the executive producer. Then there's me, Eddie, Mike. And then Hillary, Abby, uh, Pitts across the room, <laughs> somebody up in the front, sales. I mean, I, I was shocked that Hillary got a pair of Luke Combs sandals. Where, I, where I is Hillary? You, Ray. Where's Hillary? Thank you for having me. Does she want to talk about this? Does she want to have a, a voice on this? Here oh, comes sweet Hill. Hillary. She's probably wearing the Crocs now. <laughs> Hillary, are you wearing the I'm wearing my Crocs now. Are you wearing your Crocs now? Um, I'm not, but they're at my house. Oh. So Ray is upset, and so is Lunchbox that you got a pair of these Crocs and they didn't. Well, I am the person who talks to the labels all the time. And it came from them. And so they asked me, what is Bobby's shoe size and Amy's? And then they asked me what my shoe size is. I didn't know what it was about. They just asked what my shoe size is. The next thing I know, I come to work and there's my name on a package. I think that that's a great point. They were sending it to Amy and I. And they were also like, hey, Hillary, since you're orchestrating this and making sure the right things get to the right people, we're going to send you a pair. I don't think they went, we should send a pair to Bobby, Amy, and Hillary. I think they went, <laughs> we're sending a pair to Amy and I, who are the, the main two folks the show is about, and then Hillary, for helping us get that, you're going to get a pair. I am absolutely on board with you having a pair of Crocs. Oh, uh, Hillary, They're at awesome. that point, you should have said, well, don't you want lunch size, Eddie's? I mean, it's not her job I'm to say saying- you should send more of these $80 Crocs out to the morning show. Hillary, you did nothing wrong in my opinion. Thank you. I've now been convinced. I went into it a little, little <laughs> like, oh boy. But you did nothing wrong. They didn't give you these because you're on the air. They gave you these because you were the one helping get the shoes to everybody. Yeah. Hmm. How do you feel about it right now? How do I feel about it? Yeah. Um, I don't understand why it's being brought up, like why it's a big deal. I bet she feels comfortable in those Crocs, though. It kind of hurts my feelings that they're upset. I've been here for three years. I've been here for a lot longer than that. I know you have, but I, I didn't do anything wrong. They were just trying to be nice to me and send me a gift. Yeah, I agree. That's you did cool. not. You did you did nothing wrong. Thank Not, you. Nothing. So I think it's a combination. One, their butts are a little hurt because they didn't have they don't have up here. Uh, that's true. And then two, I think Ray just needed show prep. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I think he's just looking for something to talk about on the show. Ray, what is your response to that? Well, my opinion is it was great show prep. I believe it was a good bit. And then maybe in the future now there's going to be my name, Lunchbox's name on a couple yeah. more packages. I also think you're wrong about the hierarchy of the show. There are, there are two levels of on-air time. There's Amy and I, because the show is mostly about us. There's Eddie and Lunchbox, and then there's the rest in that order. Yeah, but there what has to be. It's very important to have he, levels because thinks, then there's no reason to stay with a company for a long period of time if you anybody can just come in and get Crocs. I mean, <laughs> That's a great point. That's what I'm saying, right? Seniority means nothing around here. I mean, you walk in it the doesn't. door, you get the free Seniority gift. Seniority means nothing. You're right. It's ridiculous. It's, it's how have you performed lately. That's life, though. Well, Ray performs. He does. He does. But, Ray performs really and he well. Get, and he gets a lot of things that the people on the outside don't know. But that, but okay. What do we need to do? How do we resolve this? Move okay. on with our lives. Well, I'm, I wear a size ten and a half. Like, you really sure, want those Crocs? I'm sure after all this promotion about the Crocs, they can send a few. Well, more. they don't need promotion because they sold out in five five minutes. Oh yeah, true. Sorry, Ray. They don't need it. I forget. It's Luke Combs. <laughs> hey, my, my, I would only say it's not Hillary's fault. If Hillary wasn't the one orchestrating this and pulling the strings to get the shoes to the right people and sizes, and then she got it, I'd be like, well, that was weird. I wonder why they did that. But it totally makes sense. She's the she's the conduit to us. Cool. So you guys chill out. <laughs> We're shutting down Crockgate right now. The end.
Okay. Can we make a rule you can't wear them to the studio and rub it in our face? No. Oh. She deserves them. Oh. Amy, do you have yours? Uh, yeah, I do. And my daughter, she's stolen them from me. Oh, so now your daughter gets a pair and I don't. <laughs> Jeez, come I on. steal them back. I'm just saying they are that loved in our house to where I have them and then she'll wear them because they're so comfy. They are the most comfortable Crocs I've ever had. Okay. Yeah. See? Okay, they are. Because they have the lining inside the, of them. And the lining is really fuzzy and soft. It's yeah. perfect. Sometimes awesome. it feels like I, I, if I close my eyes, I think I'm walking on a cloud and I have to okay. remember I'm, like, I'm on the ground. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're amazing. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Bobby has been filming his TV show with National Geographic called Breaking Bobby Bones. And each week he'll give us a little bit more details. Not all of them quite yet until we get closer to the premiere of the show. But this week he did share his scariest experience to date that happened in the Grand Canyon. And you'll definitely want to hear this one. Number three. I give you my best and worst from the weekend. My best I went to the Grand Canyon to shoot an episode of my new show, which comes out next year. And I am extremely afraid of heights. It's my one big fear. And this was the one I was nervous about days into it because over the Grand Canyon, which I'd never been to, I'd flown over it, but I'd never been to the Grand Canyon until this weekend. It's amazing. And I feel like I've seen everything. Hmm. I just tour so much. I go to so many cities. I feel like I've seen everything that I... All inspiring. You're just like, wow, it's so big. So we go to the Grand Canyon, and there's something called the Skywalk, and the Skywalk goes out over it. And so you walk out, and you can look under the glass and see 4,000 feet down. And that is freaky in itself, just to walk out and look down. But what they were having me do is rope access, which is how they clean the top of skyscrapers. You know, if there needs to be stuff done at the top of the Eiffel Tower, if... the only way you can get there is by rope. And so that was my job to take ropes to get out underneath it and hang 4,000 feet. Oh, boy. And clean the bottom of the skywalk under the glass. Because someone cleaned the top of the glass, no problem. You just get a mop. You get a sweeper <laughs> sweeper and you, you sweep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the guys on the bottom, their job is to rope their way in and hang and clean the bottom of it. And that has to be the cleanest because that's what they're there for, to look down. Uh. Well, both are pretty even, to be fair, but they only go three times a year to clean the bottom of the skywalk. And so that was the break. It's called Breaking Bobby Bones, if it was going to break me. And I won't give you the end. I didn't die, but I thought I was going to a couple times. I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) terrified. And there's one point where I get to the edge and you just have to let go and you go out over the edge. Mm, That's crazy. I was so scared. Did you pee your pants? No, but I was so scared. (laughs) My chest had constricted. I felt it. Mm. And I've done some nutty things, but nothing like this. And so Caitlin's on set, and she wears headphones so she can hear microphones. You know, there are a few people that, you know, my executive producer, showrunner, who's running the show, has headphones. He can hear what I'm saying. Um, Caitlin has it. And I'm like, guys, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. I'm on camera. I'm scooting one inch to it because right over the edge is 4,000 feet. And the only thing holding me up is a, a single rope. And I'm like, I don't think I can do this. And I'm, But but I'm not not going to do it. Yeah. And that would so, be the end of the show. I'm Well, I, I can always just <laughs> tap out and go, not going to do oh it. Oh, my God. I've been broken. But that's not me. I'm, I right. feel like part of who I am is not letting fear dominate me. And I might lose at times, but I don't want to let fear dominate me. So I go, finally, after what seems like forever, because I was just kind of 
coaxing myself. Nobody was coaxing me out there. I was coaxing myself. I was like, you know you're going to do this, so just do it and get it over with. The sooner you get out there, the sooner you get back. Same thing I do to get myself to work out. I hate working out, but I'm like, sooner you get started, sooner you're done. So I go, okay, fine. And boom, I'm out over the cliff looking down. Every, every part, and not just my butt, every part was puckered. Oh. Toes, <laughs> butt, nose, and I'm not looking down. And so I'm going over and then have to switch ropes. So, But Kayla can hear all of this. And, and I can look up and, and she's crying because mm. she's so freaked out because I'm freaked out. And so I went and I won't tell you what happens. I'm alive. Thank goodness. Obviously. There's a, on my Instagram, there's a picture of me, though, hanging on ropes over 4,000 feet from the ground. I have These guys are extremely brave that do this. They're exceptionally skilled. A little crazy. I think to just like just to just pursue it <laughs> as a job, it, you have to be a little crazy to do it. Uh-huh. I'm thankful they do because once you learn what they all, what they do, they only get called in when every other thing is has been tried. Yeah. And the skywalk was just something that is crazy, but they have to go in situations at times that are dangerous, and they're the only ones who can get there. Can't get an airplane up there. Can't drop a helicopter down there. So crazy is wild. I have never been so scared, and I've done some some nutty stuff. You know, the caller earlier about Bear Girls. I was really scared there. I was going down a rope. That's 400 feet down a waterfall. Yeah. I, I didn't like that at all. I was scared to death, but it wasn't anything like this. Skydiving wasn't anything like this. But So was that your best or worst? Yeah. Yeah. Best. Best. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I'm here. Best. Okay. I did, I, I'm here. My okay. best is I saw something amazing. I was proud of myself once it was over because at least I went out. You can see on the show when it happens if I did what I was supposed to do. But I went out. I faced a fear head on and said, I'm just not going to let it hold me back. Nice. And I did it. And so that's the best for me. The worst is Arkansas losing Texas A&M. That's mm. okay. Anyway. Woo! Um, we won. <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah, we, 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 we actually played pretty good. Yeah, I didn't know, but gig them. <laughs> you don't even care. Yeah. Why would you rub it in? That By the way, Texas A&M, you guys cheat. You have too many people on the stands acting like it's only 20. <laughs> the stadium's no half full. Oh, that's the 12th man bonus. But they did play the well. <laughs> we played pretty well. They played really well. Uh, they're ranked number eight in the country for a reason. Yeah, so. they're actually pretty good. Yeah, they were pretty good. <laughs> oh, no. Um, they were never good when I went there. We you weren't? They no. weren't good last year. No, I mean, they haven't been good in a few years. So uh, that was the worst for me. But Eddie and I, my, our friend Adam, Matt Jones, who is my friend does Kentucky Radio? We're all going to the Arkansas game this Saturday. Bones, I cannot wait. It's gonna be like I'm really, crazy. really We're gonna go watch to this. Arkansas and Tennessee play in Arkansas. So it's the one game I get to go to this year. So that's gonna be fun. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. A few years back, Amy adopted two children from Haiti, and she has a really special place in her heart for anyone else that's in the adoption process. And a lot of our listeners have shared how her story has inspired them. And that happened to her when she was out in public, just running some errands with her son. And it was a really cool moment that she shared with us. Number two. Okay, so what happened to you? So we were in a parking lot, me and Stevenson and my in-laws, and this car pulls around next to us and rolls down the window. And I was like, oh, hello. And she's like, hey, you don't know me, but my name is Ashley. And she rolled down the back window of her car. And then the car seat was this little boy. And she's like, and this is Tyson. And I just wanted you to know that your adoption story from a few years ago, because we adopted from Haiti three years ago, but it was a 
five-year journey before that. She said, just listening to you inspired us to adopt. And this is our son, Tyson. Wow. That we now have because of that. And Stevenson was right there and heard it all. And it just was such a good opportunity for him to hear that. And he felt special that his story was a part of helping another kid have a home. And her name is Ashley. His name is Tyson. Shout out. So cool. Wow. Mm -hmm. Did, were you emotional after that? Yeah. I I think especially anytime, you know, we have those days here where we're like, what are we doing? And nothing we're doing matters. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because sometimes we come in just talk about whatever stuff that doesn't really matter. And people have real things going on and we try to be the levity for people at times, but also talk about our real life moments and our hard stuff. And the adoption process was hard for us. And you know, not being able to get pregnant was, but then turning it into adoption and now having a home for Stevenson and Stashira with us is really cool. But knowing that I shared that part of my journey on the radio and it impacted another family's life and this little boy Tyson is pretty cool. Eddie, do you get people reaching out to you too about fostering kids? Yeah, I've had a couple of DMs of people really mostly with questions like, uh, did did you go through this or how did you get involved? Because we're thinking about it now that you told your story and things like that. And I've done a couple of video chats with people, just kind of giving them little advice here and there, telling them my story again in more detail to help them out. But it's been really cool. Do you answer your video chats with them like you do me on the toilet? (laughs) No, I did not. You want to be grossed out? (laughs) FaceTime Eddie at like 1 p.m. But you don't do, to be fair, you don't do phone calls. You do FaceTime. So I'm not going to miss your call. I'm on the toilet. I'll get it. Yeah, but you can text me back. (laughs) On the toilet. Yeah, or I'll call you in a minute. (laughs) Hey, hit you back. That's an easy one. Okay, all right. Next time. That's a great story, though, Amy. That's cool. And I hope they're listening and they can hear this, too. Me, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Our biggest story from the show this week, it was our first ever Employee of the Month award that was given out. And before the award got given out, everyone had to share their thank you acceptance speeches. And let's just say it's really awkward to say an acceptance speech when you didn't actually win the award. So you you might get some secondhand embarrassment from listening to this segment. But before we get into it, I brought in Scuba Steve and Lunchbox, who were the two finalists for the award. Everybody else got knocked off. And then Lunchbox and Scuba Steve were the ones that were left. So I just want to get some little input from them on how they felt during all of this. So did either of you think you were going to win this award? Yes, like, really? I, I always thought I was going to win. I had no, I, I had no, sh- I didn't even know I was even participating in it. Yeah, I didn't think I you should not- have been. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Trash talk is already <laughs> happening. Steve, please finish. I was just, I, I didn't think I was part of this. Not saying I'm not part of the show or part of this. I just assumed as almost in a management position, I'm not part of that group and I'm still kind of new and I feel like I'm still kind of getting my footing here with the show. It's been exactly a year year coming up here shortly, but I just thought, okay, I'm not part of this. I'm just going to listen and, and take notes and make sure it sounds good. And then my name was called and I was like, oh crap, I need to have a speech. <laughs> Do you credit Carol Baskin at all for being a good part of why you won the Are, are you going to spoil alert and tell them who won? What? 
Yeah, I mean, it's already, it's already oh, here. It's already out. Come yeah. on. It's out okay, there. It's on social media. Oh, just hold on. Whoa, hold okay, your horses. I say Carol Baskins. I say Dr. Fauci. I say Jerome Adams. I say a lot of the guests that are outside of the country realm that I've had on the show. Uh, I say working 16 hours a day, um, uh, six, seven oh, days now, a now week. Now he works 16 hours a day. Oh, I do. I get, here, I get here okay. early in the morning, and I'm here till at least five, six every single afternoon. And then when I go home, I have the anxiety of every single email coming through and having to answer it for sales and for pitches and for ideas and all kinds of stuff. I usually kind of sit back in the background and try to be humble. But if, if you're going to give me crap about winning the award, I'm going to lay it down and tell you why I got the award. Okay. Well, stay so- humble and kind. Scuba <laughs> <laughs> you know is it. obviously a very hard worker. Lunchbox, why don't you tell the listeners what you do on a daily basis? Um, man, let me tell you. I mean, I, I don't care what laughing. I do on a daily basis. I drove and spent the night with freaking ghosts like 26 hours away and then 26 hours back. And I had to Wait, it was, a, it was a full day each drive? Yeah. Are you sure? I think it was like 11 hours. Well, yeah, your math's wrong. Uh, okay. Do you mean like 26 total? No, no, no. I mean, okay, 11 hours. I mean, I don't see anybody else driving 11 hours no, hey, there, 11 hours back, credit. spending the night with ghosts. There's, I hey, mean, there's still credit. I just want to make sure you know where Iowa is. <laughs> I, I know where Iowa was. I drove the open roads. I mean, I saw it. I All saw right. the farmland between here and there. I went through St. Louis, I saw the Golden Arches in downtown St. Louis. I saw it all. I saw the Chiefs Stadium. I saw uh, Kauffman Stadium right there in Kansas City. I mean, I saw it all. But no, it's all right. Cool. Give it to some guy that types on a computer. Hey, I mean, I know. You know what? That Halloween bit was awesome. It was really great. Like, By the way, guess who helped put that together and do everything? Me. Did. No, oh, did you? Did you drive down there? I didn't drive, but oh, I, did I had to do the, all, Did you spend the night out there? I had to do all oh, the crap leading up to it oh, 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 and help well, you prep for it and uh, do all the things to get it ready. Hey, here's a prep. See, there you go. Lunchbox, here's a gift card to pay for gas. Thank you, Scuba. But that was not easy to get that gift card. There was yeah. a lot of stuff well, to get that. I mean, if you didn't get it for me, I'd have just expensed it either way. You were complaining about having to spend your own money, so I had to go out there on a limb for you to get money for you to go on this trip. Like, cares about other people. Uh, <laughs> So, I don't know. Amy's yelling something from the background. I couldn't hear. She was hear. saying that Scuba cares about other people on this a, show, a, and a real employee of the month would recognize all the work it takes and be like, "Oh, cool. Okay, maybe I'll get it next month." Like she, a team player. Damn. He sits in front of a computer and does nothing. No, I said he types some emails. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Yeah. There, there was some help there from Amy. So we know who she voted for. Lunchbox. There was no voting. Bobby was the only one that chose. There was no vote. Uh, but Lunchbox, back to my original question. Yeah, I, I would like to me. know what you do every day. Man, I do a lot of things every day. I mean, I change diapers every day. No, I, I mean, mean for the show. I, w- I genuinely want listeners to know because you do contribute a lot to the show. I just want you to share. <laughs> I mean, I just do. bring the humor. I don't know. I'm, I'm over You this. do prank calls? I, I have Lunchboxes back. I will say this. As employee of the month, I'll represent you and say that. Oh, so Lunchbox now you're doing exactly I, what Amy said. I see what you're doing there. You're playing it up for no, next month. I, I was going to say this regardless. Lunchbox and I will sit here sometimes for, it takes sometimes 15 minutes. Sometimes it takes three hours to get the perfect prank call. We spend a lot of time putting that together. So Lunchbox does put a lot of time into after the show, which I think a lot of listeners don't understand. They think we come in, you flip on the mics, you do the show for four or five hours, and you go home. That is not the case whatsoever. So Lunchbox does put in a lot of time. Which is why he got second place. I know, and that's what I wanted him to share because yeah. I I do think sometimes he doesn't get a credit for his prank calls. That's I was not trying to be. Oh no, I'm, not, I'm not mad at you. No, I'm not mad at you. I hear just I just hear Eddie laughing in the background like a cackling hen. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> your mic's not Eddie. You, can oh, mic's on mic. you can't list what you do on a daily basis. <laughs> I mean, She's asked you three times and you can't list it. That's hilarious. <laughs> 
I mean, here, here's what Eddie would say. I edit some videos. Great. Hey, okay, Lunchbox. So you, you, that was, I mean, we got somewhere with that, I think. Anyways. I think. Scuba Steve. Yeah. Can you share some background on your job before this job for people who may have not heard your intro into the show, how you got here? That way you can kind of share you know, what got you the hardworking job in the first place? Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to go back to the very beginning, I started in my hometown of Orlando, Florida, where I was like six person on the show, kind of grinding. I'll turn your mic on for you, Eddie. What do you want to say? Oh, wait, we're going to go back to when you were in high school. Oh, well, I, I was, I went to high school at Orlando no, High. No. And then <laughs> I, I took economics one semester. I was going to do did, a, a, a shorthand friendly version of, of my trek to come here. Okay. So Orlando I, did a I'm morning listening. show. I'm yeah, listening. I know you are. I appreciate you, Morgan. Morning show in Orlando, worked there as a six man, always wanted to be a little bit further on the on the on the scale there. So of course I busted my butt for a couple of years and knew I had to leave my hometown in order to grow and become what I want to be, which is where I'm at today. So I moved to San Francisco. I worked at a morning show there and then progressed to another morning show, which was like a top forty morning show called the J V show, was the executive producer for there. And then I uh, wasn't getting the salary that I thought I deserved, so I quit. Left the company. I've always been with iHeartMedia, which is Clear Channel way back in the day. But I quit San Francisco to go to L.A. because I've always wanted to be in Hollywood. I was like, I'm leaving radio. I'm going into television and film. That's, what, that's where my heart is, and it still kind of is to this day. So I left, and I got a job working with Dr. Phil. And I worked there as a, a PA, kind of low-rung producer. Uh, they didn't care that I was an executive producer in radio. It meant nothing in television. I was hoping it would kind of translate, but it didn't. So I was fine. I'm going to work at the bottom. I got to work on the Paramount lot. It was the coolest experience of my life, driving around, seeing all these films be made and be a part of television. It was what I wanted. But then I got a phone call from a guy named Dennis, and he knew that I left San Francisco. We worked together. And he's like, hey, Ryan Seacrest has an opening for a supervising producer for his national show. And I was like... My wife's like, how can you not take this job? It's going to pay a lot more. Screw television. Screw your dream of wanting to do that. <laughs> we need, we need. Dreams don't matter. Yeah, money dreams matters. don't matter. Money counts. See, that's why I always try to tell yeah. people money matters. Money matters. And it did at that time because we, we needed cash and the Dr. Phil job didn't pay as well. It paid more than San Francisco, but it didn't pay what LA was offering with Seacrest. So I took the gig, I transformed it into becoming an executive producer for his national show. Got to a point where I wanted more. They couldn't offer it for me. This job was available. Uh, I applied for it and interviewed and went through the whole process of talking to Bobby and talking to all the people high up in the company, flew into Nashville, did the interview, and then I got the call that I got the job and we moved across country to then come I here. I packed a U-Haul and we drove this highway. We stayed at the yeah. Days Inn over all here. Right. We drove on the 99. And the then 80. what do you know? He's so already employed the month. And exactly. Then he's already employed a the year month. later. Boom. Steve. Yeah, a year later. You know how long I've been here? No employee of the month. Let me see. What year? Now you all know how Lunchbox really feels. 17 um, years. 17 scuba. years. Found out it ain't mine. <laughs> if you had a choice, like who would be your dream guest that we book on the show? I mean, for me, the person I want is is past deceased, uh, Chester Beddington of uh, Lincoln oh, yeah. Park. Yep. He'd be cool. I went and saw him in concert at the iHeart Theater, which is really cool. He'd be great to have on. Um, I think Howard Stern would be a lot of fun to talk to. I've I've actually applied for his show many times and almost got a job there as well. It'd be cool to talk to him. If I had to do a top three, my third one would probably be Shaquille O'Neal. I think if you get Howard Stern to talk with Bobby, I think you would be employee of the month for the next like five years. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried many different times. I've, I've gotten into there to talk to them. And it just comes down to, as you know, with uh, personalities or schedules are, are crazy. And then and he just doesn't have time to come on. But I'm, I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm going to eventually get Howard Stern on this show. What is it that you do to these artists to get them to come on? If they are So, so Carol Baskin is a okay. good example where you kind of had to just really grind to get her on the show. What, what all went into that to so, get her to come on the show? That's a good question. So Carol Baskin, I reached out to when Tiger King first came out. I found her. So what I do is I do a lot of research. You Some people don't have 
you know, rep, there's reps, there's label reps. They have someone that kind of controls them to book the, this whole thing. Carol Baskin didn't have a rep. So I reached out to Netflix. My cousin works there and I have a connection through there to talk to some of the bookers there reached out. They couldn't promise Carol. She wasn't doing interviews. So that's when we got on, I think it was Joe exotics, uh, boyfriend or husband or whatever we did, we had on back in April or, or May, whatever it was, that was the constellation prize. And I was like, no, I want Carol Baskin. So I did a bunch of research, found where her place is located, her sanctuary in Tampa. I called there, found an email. I talked to her PR person that works at that place, emailed her and, you know, pitched our, 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 you know, we want her on the show. And she's like, well, she's not doing any interviews, but we'll keep you on the list. So every month I'd email her or call her and say, hey, just checking in to see if she changed her mind. Hey, checking in, see if she changed her mind. And then finally she got in Dancing with the Stars. And I was like, look, now there's a perfect angle. It's been a while. We don't care about if you killed your husband or not. Bobby's been on Dancing with the Stars. Let's talk about that. He can give you tips, advice. You just try to basically pitch them angles as to why they want to come on the show and make it seem as cohesive and friendly as possible. I even DM'd Carol, emailed her. We've corresponded and talked, but she never would actually give her blessing to come on the show just said okay i'll keep it in my list and finally i was like eff it now i'm gonna hit dancing with the stars up because i have pr contacts at, at abc and disney and they were like yeah let's do it and i was like finally <laughs> after seven months i got a yes and i think the first person i called was my mom and then i called bobby and i told him what they were having carol baskins on <laughs> well that's a serious like behind the scenes look into how these artists from them just being an artist to them actually being on the show that's a big look into that yeah so that's but, really cool and it, it makes sense why you won employee uh, of the i month. wouldn't consider her an artist though i, I mean well, artist, celebrity. celebrity we know what you meant morgan a famous person like so like artists are actually pretty easy to book it's for them it's getting them to want to perform which i feel like if you come on our show we are a massive national show you should perform and do a little, little something for us because we're doing you a favor by promoting you or your album or your song or whatever it is and for the longest time, they didn't want to perform. And I was like, well, if they don't want to perform, they're not coming on the show. And then they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, come on. We'll perform. Scuba Steve is also to thank for why we have all the new performances, too. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to know from you guys, too, before they actually listen to this segment. Who do you guys think, besides yourselves, obviously, who had the best acceptance speech? Um, I don't even remember the acceptance. I mean, I just worry about mine and only mine. I thought mine was great. You Steve. didn't listen to anybody else's? No, I did, but that was like six months ago. And <laughs> it, was it, was long, it was this week. Well, I mean, like Scuba plagiarized his. It's not plagiarizing. I yeah. gave him credit. I said, I said, from the words of Steve Jobs, I gave him credit. Okay, yeah. so so Steve is your, your vote for the worst speech? No, no, I, I'm just saying, like... Okay. Come from the heart. Don't come from someone else's heart. So you don't have a favorite? No, mine. Okay. I think Lunchboxes was pretty good. Okay. I liked his. Mine, I'll be honest with you, I honestly didn't think I was part of this. So I quickly was like, let me look up for a, a quote from somebody that's reputable and people think is really cool, Steve Jobs. And so I read his quote and just put a little spin at the end of it. <laughs> well, there, <laughs> there you have it. That was our top moment from the show this week. And here it is. You can listen to the full thing. Number one. Let's go. Today, I will be handing out the first ever Employee of the Month here on the Bobby Bones Show. Woo! To the winner, I would like to show my appreciation for the commitment and follow-through that you have shown during the last month. You will get $100 in cash. Yeah! Oh, wow. Yeah. I want this to be something you guys strive for. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. So I'll Venmo you the 100 bucks as soon as it's over. You'll get it. Good. You will also get to do any segment you want on a show this week. Oh, wow. Woo! And no matter what the segment is. What do you want to do? Talk about your greatest memories from second grade? Okay. <laughs> you just won Employee of the Month, baby. I like the that. stage is yours. So I value you all. 
Today seems like a great day to let you know how much your hard work and dedication mean to me. You go above and beyond. Almost all of you. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to say thanks and recognize you. There will be one winner. However, everyone has come in with a 20-second speech on what they would have said if they won. (sighs) The first person that didn't win is... Oh, you're eliminating someone, all right. Amy. Oh. Amy, I'm sorry. It's okay. I I know you didn't feel like this has been your month. No. So I'm going to go ahead and, and... let you give your speech. You didn't win, but what would you have said? Uh, my speech was, thank you to everyone on the show for doing subpar work this month. <laughs> because that would be the only way I would have won this award, of course. Yeah. I did nothing special. In fact, probably <laughs> wasn't fully present like I needed to be. So that means everyone else here sucked worse than I did. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. That that was that was what I had prepared. That'd have been a great speech. I know most people thought I went went to Amy as the winner, but that's why I went to her first that she wasn't. Okay. But you are A plus in my mind always. Thank you. Okay. But not employee of the month. Not employee material. of the month right now. Not this month. Next up, Maybe eliminated. The year. <laughs> oh, that's oh, true. Oh, eliminated. Oh. eliminated from employee of the month. Utility Hillary. Oh. Does oh. she have a speech? Oh. Or does she even know this bit's going on? Hillary speech time. Does she think she won? She's running up to the microphone. Hey, Hillary. She's got it on her phone. Here we go. I'm going to hand her Tell one. Tell her she headphones. didn't win, though. Unfortunately, you didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Um, thank you for choosing me to be, to be the employee of the month. I will take this win and continue to work harder and get better. I would like to thank Bobby for taking a chance on me and hiring me and keeping me around. Thank you to my family for being my number one supporters. And to my coworkers, thank you. I would not be the employee or person I am today without you all. May we all strive to be better employees every day. Nice. Love Come it. on. Yes. So we all strive. May we all. I love it. That's so good. Some good words. Yeah. The That's next person words. eliminated. Raymundo. Oh, yeah. oh, oh wow. Oh, oh, no. Oh, wow. I thought he was in the running. You know what sure. got him? Is that day of no prep from the <laughs> wedding? All right, Ray. Go ahead, Ray. Hold on. My headphones are falling apart. Uh, Garth Brooks said it the other day, and listeners around the world tweeted me. Why was Raymundo at work the day after his wedding? I asked myself the exact same question, (laughs) and I answered it myself because I care about the listeners, and I'm not afraid of hard work. In conclusion, I don't want a car. I don't want gold. All I ask is that you give me a trophy to hold. Yeah! Okay, that would have been good. good. I'd probably cry. I'd probably cry after that one. All right, next up, we are in the middle of awarding the first ever employee of the month here at the Bobby Bone Show. 100 bucks in cash and any segment they want. The next person eliminated is Morgan number two. Oh, oh wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I know, dude. I know. Well, there's also Mike D, Scuba Steve, and Phone Screener Adam. Oh, that's true. Let's relax. Yeah. Uh, I forgot I about count. that. I, I didn't count them. <laughs> Oops. It's down to us, too. <laughs> no. Whoops. <laughs> Morgan, yeah, about 20 seconds. <laughs> Well, I would have just said thank you so much to Bobby for the award and also for the ability to have a job during the pandemic because I think that's pretty cool still. And to my parents who raised me to be really hardworking and also social media has been a really tough place, but the studio has been a happy place. So I'm very proud to be here. That's a great speech. Wow, that's yes. so good. The next person who didn't win. Oops, it's not us. It's right. 
It's phone screener Abby. Oh Abby, God. I'm sorry. Oh Abby, I'm sorry. Oh. Give your speech if you would have won. Here she is, phone screener Abby, who answers every call when you call into the studio. Go ahead, Abby. That's me. First off, yes, Bobby, thank you. I obviously wouldn't be here without you. <laughs> and my parents for supporting me in everything I do. And most of all, the callers, of course, because, yes, I would not be here at all without them. So keep calling in and making our show amazing. There she is. Not yeah. the winner, though. Not the winner, though. Amy, who do you think wins? Eddie, Lunchbox, Mike D, or Scuba Steve? <laughs> okay, I have two people that I think fall into this. That's I mean, us. Mike D is always <laughs> grinding, but I feel like Scuba Steve has come through clutch with interviews and is here all the time, and he's working behind the scenes to make the show awesome. But Lunchbox has been killing it lately with the prank calls and even going to the ghost house. So oh, yeah. for me, so it's the a- only person you're not saying has a chance is Eddie. And that's <laughs> right. Eddie's now eliminated. Oh, Eddie. Eddie. Yes, right. I mean, you know, a hard worker when you see one. Eddie, I'm sorry. Wow. 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 You are not employee of the month, Eddie. Go Great. ahead. So mine's short and sweet. This one goes out to all you people out there that have been struck by COVID like me. We made it through COVID. <laughs> yeah. Eddie and I figured. 40 days off. That's right. You're <laughs> off like a year. And I figured that I was going to be employee of the month when I got COVID and I said, no, 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 I'm not going to stay home and not work. I worked every single day while I was stuck in my room quarantining. Thank you so much for this award, Bones. I love you, dude. Yeah, Thank you for this award. I'm going to celebrate all night, baby. Woo! I love all the speeches are thanking me when you didn't win. I feel good. It makes me feel good. <laughs> That's what I would have said. Three people remain. Mike D., Please come up to the microphone. Oh, man. Don't read my speech, fool. Mike D., you are not the employee. Yeah! Oh. yeah final two. Let's go. Let's go. Hold Let's on. go. Hey. Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mike D., you're, you're up. Read your speech. Go ahead, go ahead. Man, I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I beat everyone else out. I'd like to thank my fellow coworkers. We've all worked very hard, and in a way, we're all winners. But in a more accurate way, I am the winner. <laughs> I'd also like to thank my fiance for supporting me in my career and Bobby for keeping me employed for another month. Love it. There he is. Not <laughs> the winner. Not the winner. However, I do lean on Mike constantly. Woo! Mm-hmm. But this month, just someone stood out. <laughs> Man, I'm about to go crazy. <laughs> okay. Someone was a slight head over the other person's slight head. The both of you were head and shoulders above the rest. The last two remaining are Scuba Steve and Lunchbox. Man, I can't even look at Bobby. I'm so nervous. Woo! <laughs> hey, Scuba, don't get your feelings hurt, bro. You do a good job. Amy, who do you think wins? I don't know. It's a toss-up. It's such a toss-up. But <laughs> Eddie? Oh, Scuba, hands down. Well, no, oh, no, 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 sure. no, I, no, no, no. Not hands no, he, down. He asked me. Hands down. Absolutely. That's a, how Scuba, can you say hands down? Literally, Bone says, uh... Jimmy Rogers and Scuba's got him on the line. He's on the line, Bones, actually, right now. You can talk to him. Like, that's how good Scuba is. This month, he's been killing it. You have a, a lunchbox argument? Yes. Back to my point of how his prank calls have been so hilarious. He's been working. You can tell. Like, things have working. just been... Perfect. <laughs> I love it. That's good. He's finally the... working. <laughs> you can tell. He showed up to work. Okay. okay. I just think that lunchbox this month, I mean... If it's not one of the two this month, then it needs to be one of the next well, person we'll, the next month. We'll see month. how people work next month. <laughs> you know, there's not a second place. You didn't roll over. Oh, it doesn't? Mm-mm. Oh. 
Lunchbox. Oh, that's good. Fresh start. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lunchbox. Come on. Come on, dude. Let's go. Let's Please go. Please don't let, let me tell you. Can awkward. I just tell you? Can I tell you before you name me employee of the month? Yeah. That when I first got my first job at Randall's, the grocery store, <laughs> they would have employee of the month in the break room. And I was like, I'm going to be there one day. And I didn't last at Randall's very long. Then I went to Dunkin' Donuts and I didn't win employee of the month. Then I went to Sam's Club and I was like, I'm going to be employee of the month one time. I was there for three years. They never <laughs> named me employee of the month. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're at the microphone. Um, I'd like to hear both your speeches before um, I actually announce the Wow, who you want to go first? Let, go I on. asked you first, Lunchbox, so you go ahead. All right. To my coworkers, don't get down on yourself. It's tough to be as brilliant as me. To all my haters that cry and complain to Bobby saying that I add nothing to the show and that I should be fired, get rid of the guy. He sucks. How dumb do you feel right now? I really hope you don't own a business because you would have fired your most valuable employee. Hate me because you ain't me. Employee of the month, out. Woo! All right, that's Lunchbox. Okay. Scuba Steve, if you win, your speech goes. Steve Jobs once said, your work is going to fill a large part of your life. The only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. The only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found that yet, keep looking. Don't settle. And I've never settled. And being here is the greatest part of my life. And I appreciate you having me. And thank you for this award. I mean, That's the employee of the month. He right couldn't there. even come up with his own words. Even, he had plagiarize. Wait, I need somebody like, who is very wa- monumental and instrumental in our life. We have a wife and babies. But this is no, still the best not moment. about them. Let him have it's it. It's not about them, yeah. <laughs> this is my moment, Amy. Thank oh, you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, well, Lunchbox to the go. microphone, Scuba Steve to the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first ever Bobby Bone Show Employee of the Month winning $100 in any segment they want. $100 make you holla is. Love to say it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Scuba Steve. Yeah! <laughs> Let me say why. It was close. Oh. It was close. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. I, I have thoughts close. on it, too. It was close. It was close. You two are the one and two. Um, oh. This show has never, ever been able to run guests like we have. And I feel like it's separated us a bit. It was close. But Scuba Steve, you have won the first ever Employee of the Month. I appreciate that. Thank you, Lunchbox. You are my Elton Brand to me being Steve Francis. I love you. Hey, I'm not even happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> you both are great, though. Thank Man. you. I appreciate it. I don't have Venmo, by the way. Do you have cash? Um, I don't, if not, it's fine. I'll, I'll, find a, I'll, I'll sign up for Venmo. Yeah, you should get yeah, Venmo. Yeah, sign up for Venmo. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Thank right. you. I appreciate the award. There he is. Scuba Steve, yeah. everybody. Hey, you better call Carol Baskin and thank her. <laughs> that was a big one. Yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 All right. Well. Everybody did good, but Scuba and Lunchbox did better. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. All right, so that wraps it up for me. I hope you guys enjoyed all of the awesome moments from the show this week. Plus, there's so much more. So after listening to this, just make sure you go listen to the rest of the show on repeat the whole rest of the weekend until we're back live on Monday. And make sure you follow us on social media at Bobby Bones Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you can follow me if you want. I'm at WebGirlMorgan, but definitely follow the show and follow everybody on it. We all put some really cool content out there. So I hope you guys come back and join me next Saturday for some more behind the scenes. Who knows what's going to happen on the show next week? Mr. Bobby Bones.